102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today. There's a slight chance of a shower this afternoon and a high of 63. Tonight clear, partly cloudy, low of 41. Pretty nice couple of days, though, for the weekend. Sunny tomorrow, high of 72. Partly cloudy on Sunday with a high of 73. 43 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Today we're going to talk about all these OUIs are going to be vacated. We're going to talk to an attorney about uh, what that means and how that's going to happen. And uh, that's coming up after 7 o'clock. Also, it is Friday. Pretty good chance of an open line Friday after 8 o'clock. And we also give out the keyword to cash just after 8 o'clock this morning, too. So there's that and other stuff as well. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win 1000 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, not too bad of a day today. Uh, mostly sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's uh, 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, having Princess Leia, a.k.a. Carrie Fisher, as a mom got awkward for Billy Lord in middle school. She says, boys started coming up to me and telling me that they fantasized about my mom. You know what I'm saying. That is kind of weird to... To be the child of somebody who was seen as a sex symbol in the Star Wars movies. Well, I mean, a sex symbol of, of any kind. I mean, yeah. did, did that happen to you and your mom? No, because my mom didn't uh, dress up like Princess Leia. And, you uh, don't know that. Nor did she have the figure for it. She uh, might have at one point. Well, she might have at one point. I didn't know her then. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> by the time you knew her, you were just yeah. you know, good friends. Yeah. This, this Billy Lord is like, I want to be Chewbacca's kid instead. You know, um, that whole scene in, uh, you know, where she's like, uh, you know, sitting on top of uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. And uh, she's wearing that, uh, I don't know, uh, do you call it a bikini? I guess you do. It's a space bikini. And, uh, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to look away if you were to know her, like, as your best buddy's mom. I mean, yeah. how do you, how do you go about your business uh, when you're just a young, yeah. strapping pup, preteen? I don't know. Impossible. There's all kinds of websites out there you can find uh, that kind of thing if you're into it. Yeah, like, my best friend's mom. Yeah, yeah. Hot moms. Yeah, but all you have to write in is Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, and then that'll yeah, pop right. up, and uh, that's kind of like saying my best friend's mom, because you get the same video. I, I hear you. It's kind of like, uh, like imagine you were the son of uh, Phoebe Cates, and now every every uh, everyone around you has seen that scene by the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You, 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 can't you can't go through life like that. No, you can't. Uh, you know what? Our long worldwide nightmare is over. Ed Sheeran has been found not guilty of plagiarizing Marvin Gaye. Whew, dodge that bullet. Uh, he doesn't have to retire from music now. A jury ruled yesterday that Thinking Out Loud is not a ripoff of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, but he wasn't exactly in the mood to celebrate after the verdict. He said, quote, I'm unbelievably frustrated. The basis of the claims like this are allowed to go on at court at all. Who is that? 
It's Ed Sheeran. Oh. It's a very bad, bad, bad impression of Ed Sheeran. Oh, I don't know. I, now that you just mentioned I think it's uh, well, spot he, on. He's Irish, and I don't... Sometimes I can't get it. I can only do that that British accent. I can't do the Irish thing. You can you do that drunken Irish thing around St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, well, you know, that's just uh, drinking whiskey, and uh, that's with that's aided. <laughs> That's you're using props. Yeah, that's my handicap. Is the is the beer? What did you call that? I'm sorry, the handicap. Like I'm playing golf. Oh, you know, uh, like, okay. You know, right. Right. Yeah. I don't know about that. Anyway, uh, we spent the last eight years talking about two songs with dramatically different lyrics, melodies, and four chords, which are also different and are used by songwriters every day all over the world. That's what I was saying to you the other day, off the air, uh, talking about this this thing. What about all the rock and roll songs that use 12-bar blues? He's right. They These, like, bass lines or whatever you want to yeah. call them uh, are standard almost in a lot of songs. But that's why I said to you that these kinds of cases are really, really yeah. hard to prove. You almost have to have some sort of additional evidence. Like you wrote and say, hey, I'm going to rip this. Uh, I'm going to rip Marvin Gaye off. That would be the only evidence that could actually bury you in a case like this. Right. But no one writes those kinds of letters, so that's why hardly any of them are one. That was just the beginning of a very lengthy statement uh, in which Ed uh, railed against bogus claims of plagiarism, saying they damaged the creative process and also weakened legitimate claims of copyright theft. He also said he refuses to be a piggy bank and complained to be, uh, and complained that having to be in New York for the trial caused him to miss his grandmother's funeral in Ireland. Oh, oh that sucks. That sucks. Uh, yeah, because you you can't not show up for court, and they're not gonna bury grandma just because they're waiting on you. Or they, yeah, they're not gonna wait to bury grandma. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Drew Barrymore has backed out of hosting Sunday's MTV Movie and TV Awards in solidarity with striking Hollywood writers, but she has agreed to host next year's show. So they're still gonna go on with this thing. I don't understand. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you assume that the strike will be solved or resolved by, by next year. No, no, no. This year, she's backed out of hosting this Sunday's MTV Movie Awards. So does that mean they're not going to have the show at all? <sighs> I'm going to guess. Yeah. Because writers are involved. That they're going to cancel. They're going to the cancel it. Wow. That's a, that's a big production to cancel after you put... Hey, we just finished putting the place cards on the seats. Well, well, sorry. Yeah. Well, who, who wrote on the uh, place cards? Uh, well, it was uh, the guy from Parks and Rec. No. Yeah. Union scabs. Oh, man. That's what it is. Russell Crowe was not invited to the King Charles III's coronation, and he thinks it's because in a former encounter, he did not call him Your Highness. He said, uh, it's, quote, not my DNA. That doesn't mean, however, uh, that doesn't mean, however, that I meant any disrespect or discourtesy. But you know what? You didn't say it, and now you're out. Take that. I would be the worst pro- I would be kick- get kicked out of all of these things. I nearly got kicked out of that Gary Rome event last night just because I show up. You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's like the redneck showing up to the elites. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? No kidding. Yeah, well, his shirt hanging out. Somebody's telling me to button my button. You got meatball stains in your shirt. Yeah, well, that was from yesterday. Contestants on the upcoming Stars on Mars reality show include Ronda Rousey, Marshawn Lynch, and McLovin from Superbad. 
They'll live in conditions simulating a space station on Mars while competing to be the last one standing. Wow. They like- have really gotten the big names for this, haven't they? Does anybody even know what that actor's name is other no. than McLovin from <laughs> Superbad? Like, that, see, that's you're always going to be yeah. known as that. Hey, aren't the- you uh, McLovin? Yeah, uh, my name is Fred. Yeah, yeah. Really? I had no idea. I, really? And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, was criticized uh, by Megyn Kelly, of all people, uh, talking about her, you know, her parenting skills. She was bashed by Megyn Kelly. Really? She must have something to say. Oh, my, oh my God. The last time I got bashed like this was when Ray J gave me the Daytona Beach steam pooter in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I have to look that one up. I don't know if you want to or not. Uh, Kaylin? Uh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once... Uh, Made her a tossed salad with ranch dressing. <laughs> a little boy butter. Uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a fresh mug of Baby Maker's Brew. <laughs> That's a micro-goo out of north out of the Northeast. <laughs> is it really? A micro-goo? You ever been to a micro-goo? <laughs> no, I can't say I have. You should see the live music they have on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash or Rock 102. Ah! Time to make some noise. It's the annual Thunder in the Valley Concert and Fireworks Festival Independent Celebration, June 24th. Also, any involvement in the condition of Lord Miles, who is a late scratch for tomorrow's main event. Joseph, who is a third-generation trainer, has been implicated, even though investigators have yet to explain the causes of any of these un- unexplained deaths. It just so happens that Saffy jo- uh, Joseph Jr. was the one who was working with him. It's also true that despite his profession of innocence, Churchill Downs and Derby organizers have yet to discover any wrongdoing on his part. He's simply the guy who's being publicly targeted like you would do in any investigation. Of course, none of this explains the death of the other two horses, but hey, it ain't all doom and gloom. There are derby parties to enjoy. There are funny hats for people to wear. There are mint juleps to pack down. There are wagers that are still waiting to be made before post time. Oh, sure, a couple of horses had to die for you to have all that fun, but that's not going to be your problem tomorrow. Your problem will be trying to stay sober enough to enjoy all two minutes of horse racing loaded with unspeakable tragedy. If you can't have fun during something like that, then you just don't know how to have fun. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. They call her the Grill Girl. Morgan of the Ludlow Rockies loves talking grills. There's a trained grill expert in every Rockies Ace Hardware location. It's your grilling destination. Free delivery, assembly, plus free fuel with every grill over 400 bucks. Hell of a deal. It's your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Classic Rock at 612. And Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, uh, even warmer with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. We'll uh, get to open lines after 8 o'clock today. Also, the keyword to cash after 8, too. Yeah. Uh, keyword to cash. Make sure we do that. Yeah, make sure. Remind me to do that on yeah. time tomorrow. I mean, today. Uh, so last night, I uh, had the uh, opportunity uh, to go celebrate with Gary Rome. Uh, to you know, he received the Time Magazine uh, Dealer of the Year award, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a little he uh, that he got that back in like January, but then that was like in Texas or something where he had to go for that, and so this one obviously was like the the Western Mash uh, reception uh, yeah. for that. And, uh, you know, they had, they, they, you know, Gary made his speech and, uh, you know, uh, it was a nice event. It was like it was inside the dealership. 
And uh, the whole thing was decked out, had uh, like fully. Ca- I don't know. I wish I had fi- found out who catered that because that food was delicious. Actually, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Gary cooks it himself. How does he do that with uh, between selling cars and uh, you know uh, doing all that stuff? I don't. Yeah, I don't know the specifics of the inner workings of the place. All I know is that uh, when he caters something, you know, or, yeah. you know, when, when food is provided at a party. He works his ass off to make sure it's all perfect. Is he get? Is he well, like one of those? I didn't see him in like the the, the chef outfit. You know, like yeah. The, well, like the barbecue. Well, I'm sure it was done. Ap- I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was done in advance. Yeah, well, like the the apron. Yeah, you know, right. King of the grill. Yeah, you know, it says on the front kiss, of it. Kiss the cook. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right. Uh, but uh, it was it was a really great event, and uh, there was a lot of people there. A lot of like. A lot of industry people from from our uh, industry mm-hmm. uh, were there, and uh, there were some politicians. And uh, as I'm talking uh, to two of my uh, radio colleagues, if you will, yeah, uh, not radio guys, they're salespeople. Oh, they're, yeah, that's different. They're colleagues. That's different at that point. Uh, we, you know, we're standing there and uh, we're talking, and uh, out of the corner of my eye, who do I see but East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle? What are the odds? We're in the same place at the same time, and it's interesting because you know you've been we've been talking so much about her yeah. that it's uh, what a what a what a crazy turn of events. Well, uh, you know all the, the the all the all the spark plugs in my head started firing off, going, "I gotta talk to this person because I really want her to come on the show." Of course, I mean, maybe she hasn't been getting my emails, right? Okay. So uh, I'm standing with these two guys, and she is standing with this couple, and you could tell she saw me. She knows who I am. I'm pretty sure she knows who I am. Okay. Right? Right. But she saw me and then looked the other way. You know, it was one of those, oh, man. Like I'm gonna have to deal with this guy tonight, right? <laughs> but I. Uh, when she looked away, was she looking for like an exit or like a like a door out of the building? Well, well kind of. But I kind of ha- had her cornered there because ah, it was yeah. right near the wood fired pizza oven that was outside. So I was like kind of blocking that area, right? But not blocking the area. And as I'm talking to these two guys, they're like, "What do you? What do you?" Because they knew that I was doing something, and I was trying not to be, uh, you know. So open about yeah. why I was standing. Well, there you're very go, you're very discreet. Well, I said, the mayor, <laughs> and he's like, what? And I said, <laughs> so uh, they're like, you know what? Uh, we'll just keep talking, okay? And then when, you, when when we won't be upset if you have to rudely leave us to go because we know what you want to do, right? Right? Because they knew, yeah, they knew. And yeah. then uh, you know, then we're talking about all kinds of stuff. This radio guy's asking me, "Ah, you look so slim. Uh, how, wh- wh- what have you been doing?" And I'm like, "Well, your ratings must be calorie free because I've been <laughs> gobbling them up and I haven't gained a pound, losing weight left and right." So <laughs> I've lost 40 pounds, so, but 3,000 yeah. listeners. So finally, uh, you know, and it's one of those weird things like she, I think she knows that I'm trying to like, you know, wait for her to be done. Sure. But she keeps turning her back the other way like like she like I'm, she's not going to face me. She's uh, pretending like she doesn't. See yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, I, I know what that's like. So uh, so finally she it, she's breaking away from talking to this couple and I'm like, this is my opportunity. 
So I swing around and I go, Mayor LaChapelle, how are you? Steve Nagel from Rock 102, how you doing? And she did that, oh, like, I don't know uh, who you are kind uh-huh. of thing. Yeah. Like, you know exactly who I am. Yeah, That's exactly that. what's going on. And I said, hey, you know, have you gotten my email? You should come on our show. And then she says, well, why would I want to come on your show? And I said, well, you went on our colleagues, uh, Monty Belmonte and uh, Bill Newman. Mm-hmm. And then she said something about, like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was kind of like, okay, well, they're more in line with what kind of interview I want. Oh, I love a good back and forth, but, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if that, you know, I'm necessarily a fit. And I said, listen, you really should come on the show. I said, I've sent you some emails. And she goes, listen, I'll call you. That's what she said. Right. And I said, and you have my number because I sent you an email. And she goes, oh, I have your emails. Well, okay. So she did. So she, did uh, she has. But it uh, took her a little while to say, yeah, no, I got them. Yeah, 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 huh. yeah, yeah. She she got them. She now, got let me ask you this because yeah. I, I find it interesting because she's been on those other two shows. And, uh, and that's fine. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. But. Um, does she have some sort of preference for radio shows that actually nobody listens to? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's... Uh, why? What are you talking about? There's, like, tens of people that listen okay. to NPR. Uh, or thing. is she more prone to go on a radio show that's lobbing softballs and cream I think puffs that's, I think that's more uh, what it's like. She did say that, uh, listen, there's not much more I can say, you know, the whole legal aspect. Right. Thing. And I said, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. That's all. You know, and... and she left it as uh, huh. she'll let me know. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, like your check is in the mail, kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm right. like, well, at least you know you got my. I know you got my emails now. <laughs> at least I know it's the right the right <laughs> account. Yeah, but it was just like, and then you know somebody asked me they're like, well, why didn't you ask her the question? And I said I'm not gonna. It's a, this is not the event to do that. You. It, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, this was this was a social event. This was, and this you know was, what? This is Gary's night. And li- and listen, you know what? As much as she seemed annoyed with the fact that she was at least cordial, you know what I mean? Like she didn't uh, she didn't give me the hey, get the hell away from me kind of kind of attitude. At least she responded to what I was saying. So at least I'll give her the. Give her the kudos on that. At least for at least talking to me. Yeah, but she didn't. Second. She didn't agree to come on the show. Yeah, but the, but I'm but the point being is this it's the interview isn't happening here at at this event. This is a you're taking away all the spotlight from Gary if you yeah. do that. You know, it's funny how um, politicians are willing to come on this show if they feel like uh, you know they're, it's going to be a safe and loving environment. Yeah. But the moment there's a little bit of heat, a little bit of controversy, all of a sudden it's kind of funny how. They avoid this radio station like the plague. Like you know, we're like we are going to ask you know pertinent questions that may or may not be mm-hmm. difficult to answer. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be compelled to do that if there weren't questions to ask. So, you know, I mean, well, what's it, what's what's the fear here? How many times have we dealt with that over the years of people who? Oh, I want to be on your show, you know, because they want they're it's campaign time, and they, right. they come on the show and they talk about it. And then when you need them, when they're involved in some sort of controversy or something, radio silence, dead silence. Well, remember nothing. When, remember when we eventually did talk to Martha Coakley? Did we? Uh, I don't think we did. I don't think we no. Had I her. think we actually did. Yeah, and we told her about how you know we were at the Hall of Fame. 
and we're just a, a couple hundred yards away from from her at the at yeah. the Hilton. And we said, you know, we we asked if you would come on, and you uh, you said you didn't have time. And she said, I didn't know anything about this. You know what, though, I don't really dismiss that because you have all these people. Nobody, act- we didn't actually physically talk to her while she was at that event. We well, talk- no, we, we couldn't. To- but we talked to her people, and her people were the one that said. That's the that's the thing. You know, who was the one we were trying to get? There was another one we were trying to get. I think uh, it might have been Maura Healy, maybe, you know, before she became governor when she was the uh, attorney general. Sure. I think we were trying to get her on, and I saw her at the sheriff's picnic, and I said, hey, you know, we'd love to have her on. Oh, like, And it was almost like the answer was like, we're, we're, we don't want to deal with you little you know, minuscule people out there in the western part of the state. So yeah. that that kind of fell flat. But all right, well, hey, listen, uh, that's uh, that's what happens. I mean, like Elizabeth Warren has never agreed to be on the show, which I yeah, I, I've never really understood why that happened. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just seems to me uh, that might have helped her in certain situations. Yeah, but you know what? It really didn't because we've never had her on the show, and she's still a U.S. senator, and she has been for the last three terms, hasn't yeah. she? She has, but yeah. when she was uh, running for president, yeah, you know, she lost the state. Yeah, and Western Mass was like the the biggest opponent <laughs> of her. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying it's a direct correlation, no, I, but like I, you know, and you know, introduce yourself to the people who who may be able to help you. And we're not looking to destroy every politician. And Michelle. Uh, Mary LaChapelle listen, included. You know, I'm not looking to destroy anybody. No, and frankly. You're destroying yourselves, but all of this stuff, all this like po- political noise that's on the uh, the national level, like it's just too much. You know where that all starts? Right here in your hometown. Yeah, and you got to show up to town meetings. This is what I've been uh, realizing lately. Going, and and I'm just as guilty of it too. I don't go to any of the Huntington town meetings. Oh my God! Can you imagine but, that? But 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 see, that's how things happen. That's you know, we're talking about you know the South Hadley thing yesterday with the, with the firefighters not being funded on July first. That's obviously going to be taken care of. At but but you need to make people aware of it because most people don't have the time to go sit in no. these three hour long town meetings and stuff. You want to make a difference, people. You start right in your own backyard. That's my uh, the more you know moment. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'm here with Victor from Aquapump. And, Victor, I just had my furnace inspected, and the guy said I should call you guys to get my water system inspected. That's right, Steve. You never know what's in the water. It's a good idea to have the experts out, and that's us. That's right. Aquapump are the experts on all water supply systems. They install, service, and repair well pumps and tanks for all wells and carry a complete line of submersible and jet pumps, water filters, and supplies. They also specialize in treating contaminated water. Do it once. Do it right. Find out more at aquapump.com, only in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Status check. Looks like the big generator is seized up again. 10-4, calling AEM. At Associated Electromechanics, we provide a variety of industrial repair and rebuilding services. We're hiring skilled mechanical workers, preferably with five years being an all-around shop machinist and horizontal boring mill machinist able to work overtime hours if needed. Associated Electromechanics offers competitive compensation packages, including benefits. Associated Electromechanics is family-owned with a friendly work environment. Apply now at aemservices.com, the one-stop industrial sales and service center. 
It's time for the Great Haircut Sale at your local Great Clips salon. Your chance to get a great haircut at an even greater price, just $9.99. And money's not all you'll save at Great Clips. When you use online check-in, you can save time too. So download our app today and hurry in for the $9.99 Great Haircut Sale at Great Clips. It's gonna be great for a limited time at participating salons. The $9.99 Great Haircut Sale runs May 6th through May 12th. Visit their Springfield Holyoke area salons. Yeah, you've been thinking about renting a dumpster. It'd be real nice to clean things up, make more room, right? Well, think no more and call the experts at Affordable Waste Solutions. They have both roll-offs and front loaders. Tell them about your project and they'll recommend the size. They deliver it, you fill it, they haul. Simple, just like magic, the mess disappears. Plus, every pink dumpster you rent, a donation goes to breast cancer research right here in Western Mass. Yard waste, stumps, brush, cement, you name it, they haul it all. Think no more and see more at AffordableWasteSolutions.net. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brand will give you the forecast in a minute. It's uh, 40-something in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, uh, attorney Joseph Bernard will be uh, joining us after 7 o'clock. Uh, vacated OUIs, the big uh, SJC decision. We're going to talk about that and breathalyzers and calibration and all of that great stuff. That's uh, after 7 o'clock today. Yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting uh, story Like to find out how they're, you know, what has what has this done to the court system as of late? So we'll uh, we'll talk to Mr. Bernard after uh, seven o'clock. Uh, are you ready to laugh? I am. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. All right, here's one for you because I know you uh, you attend uh, you uh, participate in this. Ready? Okay. How many chiropractors does it take to change a light bulb? Oh Jesus! I don't know how many chiropractors does it take to change a light bulb. Uh, just one, but you're gonna come have to come back for six more visits in order for us to finish the job. You see what I did there? I see what yeah. you did there, yeah. yeah. The scam of the chiropractor. No, it's not a scam yeah. at all. Well, Absolutely not. Yeah, how many times have you been back in the last three weeks? 40. Right. Yeah. Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield's Clat. 631 with Backs and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique's pool, uh, Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bags. Route 20, uh, well, I don't know if it's still closed, but Route 20 in Palmer was closed to traffic as a result of a deadly crash that happened just before 10.30 last night. According to the Palmer Police Department, they started receiving multiple calls revolving a serious car crash at about 10.22 p.m. on Wilbraham Street near its intersection with North Main. When the police got to the area, they determined it was a single car crash. There was just one person in the car they were taken to Bay State Wing, where they later died. The uh, identity has not been released at this time. Palmer Police uh, said they expected uh, Route 20 to be closed for several hours. The area affected is uh, was affected was Calkins Road and North Main Street. I'm guessing that the road is open by this point now. I don't know. Uh, it sure. appears it appears to be. They just showed some uh, video on 22. Looks like everyone's uh, moving along. All right, so it's not close. I, I just. It's a serious story, but I just I don't understand why they don't provide an update on the website. Like, how hard is that to do? <clears throat> well, I don't know. I would assume it's actually quite easy. A uh, teacher at an elementary school in Westfield contacted the 22 News I team concerned about what she perceives as a lack of response from the district 
after a student said, I have a gun on two separate occasions this past fall. In an email to uh, 22 News, the teacher said, I did not question the response of my administration at this point because I trusted they would act appropriately. The administration did not search the child, locker, desk, or backpack, and a lockdown was not called. The uh, IE team reporter Alana Flood spoke with Administrator of Student Intervention and Safety Chris Rogers of Westfield's uh, Superintendent and the Westfield Superintendent Stefan Sazaprowski, who said appropriate action was taken. Uh, and I was consulted on it and advised the team at the school to put the threat assessment protocol into place, which is what they did, said Rogers. While Rogers would not confirm if the student was searched, he did state that it was determined that this was not a high-level threat. At a Westfield School Committee meeting Monday night, a parent came forward to express concern about the incidents at the Munger Hill Elementary School. The I-team also spoke to a Munger Hill parent who wanted to remain anonymous. She said that the safety at Munger Hill is a topic parents have expressed concern about. The superintendent says that the privacy rules may be some of the reason teachers and parents are not aware of the school's full response to the incident. Uh, there are things that the district acted on uh, that we can't necessarily share. There are things that we can share, and there are some things that we have to be respectful of the students' privacy rights at that point, explains Superintendent Sazaprowski. You know, it, it, it's hard to know for sure because, you know, those protocols are not public, you know, what that really means. Yeah. Uh, but it leaves everybody in a community kind of hanging, wondering, well, are you just saying that? Or were special protocols actually enacted? And so it's like, I can understand from the community's point of view, hey, this is kind of upsetting. We want uh, some answers. Yeah. But, you know, schools are very, very worried about lawsuits and, uh, you know, any public information getting out there. They can be very, very... Well. You know, the whole thing's real close to the, the vest when there are bad things going on. This is the robotic response you're going to get from a superintendent of and course. a person of safety. We can't talk about this because it involves the student's safety. But now you have teachers who are concerned that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I remember back when I uh, when I first went to Minichog High School, the first day, they had this like big meeting and told everybody... Hey, listen, we've implanted this new zero-tolerance policy where if you uh, are carrying any kind of weapon or make any kind of threat, you will be immediately expelled from this school district. It's a pretty serious threat. Yeah, no kidding. You know what? What? Nobody ever really followed through with those things. And I think that sometimes you put a policy in place to say, yes, this is exactly what we're going to do, but then kind of soften the blow yeah. when the actual incident comes around. Right. And some of that may be due, and I, I can't say this for sure, but some of that may be due to when lawyers get involved in these situations, yeah. you know, what a school is actually willing to perform. Well, and, and, and you're right. I mean, if you're going to make a policy, you want to be you know, adhering to that policy. But as soon as a threat of a lawsuit comes by, all of a sudden things start to change. Right. Now, you know. As a parent, you're a parent. I mean, if you found that uh, this was happening in your school, you'd want action taken right away. But even if there was action taken right away, they're under no obligation to tell you what kind of action they took or what happens to the student that made the threat. Usually when teachers start coming forward and talking about how there's a, a, there's a discrepancy between different versions of events, Usually that means that something's going on there. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. That, but oftentimes they're kept in the dark, too. 
and but and that's the thing, you know. Now you you know you want you, there's teachers who want to come forward with this stuff, but they're kind of afraid of what to say because you don't want to violate a student's rights. You don't want to do anything to make any misstep in order for you to be sued mm-hmm. at some point. But you know, when somebody threatens you with a gun at school, one of your students, that kid should be immediately removed from the classroom, regardless of what happens to the. You know, criminal process well, re- re- after that. Removed from the classroom is one thing. Removed from the school system is another. But, and, and and I'm not saying that one is right or wrong, yeah. but you're not going to find out all the information over either one because no. the school will prevent that kind of information from being made public. Yeah. And and there, in the, the parent that reached out to me last night specifically said, look, there's a lot of hearsay here in this, in this portion of what she was saying to me. Yeah. She understood that. But then, you know, it was more about the criticism of the policy of the way that they uh, they handled it at, at, at the Westfield School District. I don't know. Nah. It's, uh, I think this is something that's probably going to be talked about for at least a little while anyway. Should uh, be. To see if we can. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, you want some good news? Finally. All right. Crumble Cookie is expanding their business into the Pioneer Valley. All right, now I've heard of crumble cookie. Yeah. I have not had a crumble cookie. You never had a crumble cookie before? No. A spokesperson for the uh, business confirmed that they are in the early stages of development for a location in West Springfield. Uh, 22 News contacted uh, West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt about the proposal, but he said the town has not heard anything yet. You're the mayor. You don't know? You haven't heard anything? The crumb- That would be the first thing. I would. I would... Set aside all other town business. Yeah, to but, welcome a cookie business. Yeah, now these things are all over the place. They're all over the country, and uh, one just opened at uh, Foxborough at Patriots Place on Wednesday. Delivery, curbside catering, and nationwide shipping became available by the business through their app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're beyond excited to officially welcome Crumble Cookies to Patriot. This is about Patriot Place. This is not about West Springfield. Yeah, but I. But I. We're, let's face it. We're more interested in what kind of cookies they have and how. Many we can get at once, and whether they'll be delivered here. Yeah. Yeah, I think right? we should. Right? I think, uh, you know, welcoming a new business to town requires an entire tray of your best treats be delivered to 45 Fisher Avenue in East Longmeadow. Before I think you it, even do that ribbon-cutting thing. I think you're absolutely right. I think I, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. To, I mean, what, what better way is there to promote a business than to feed our fat little faces? No, there is no other way to do that. <laughs> Uh, a powerful explosion at a pharmaceutical plant in Massachusetts has a, checked, a checkered history, left one worker missing, uh, sent four people to the hospital and blew an industrial-sized vat into a parking lot, officials said Thursday. The explosion happened around 1 a.m. at the Sequins PCI Synthesis Plant in Newburyport. Video footage showed most of the roof torn off the building, and a blast blew a vat from inside the building 30 feet into the parking lot, according to Fire Chief Stephen Bradbury the third. Fire Chief Stephen Bradbury the third. Took like a big John Houseman name. It's a great John Houseman name. Said in a news release, it wasn't immediately known what caused the explosion, and it wasn't clear what role, if any, the vat played in the explosion. There's a major structural damage to the building, preventing firefighters and technical rescue crews from entering the building to begin a search. There's no danger to nearby homes, he said, but workers at the industrial park where the plant is located, were asked to avoid the area. The four workers were sent to the hospital as a precaution, were not injured and released, but one worker was not yet accounted for. 
All of our attention is focused on the situation of our employees, a company statement said. The uh, OSHA, uh, they said the OSHA is responding. In 2020, authorities said a chemical reaction caused a series of explosions at that plant. That happened a year after OSHA found serious violations in the company's management of highly hazardous chemicals, according to the online agency records. Uh, there were no serious injuries. Well, the place had a history of uh, workplace mishaps. Yeah. Well, I think anytime you tear the roof off the sucker, that's going to be a problem. There was a chemical fire in the building in June of 21 that sent smoke pouring out of roof vents and prompted a response by a hazmat team. Uh, sprinklers controlled the fire within about 20 minutes, but the but the city suspended the factory's permits during the investigation. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like this place has got a whole lot of problems. Yeah, I'm going to assume that that uh, you know no workplace injuries in uh, so many days that uh, that flips over quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it does flip over. Quite probably a lot. don't get much more than like you know ten days in a row. Yeah, probably not. I would imagine you wouldn't get more ten days in a row. Still though, tearing the roof off the mother sucker is no uh, no simple feat. No, I'm trying to find uh, today's. Uh, this is, seems like yesterday's news for some reason. Well, it's Cinco de Mayo today. Oh, it is Cinco de Mayo. You know, yeah. it's, it's my dog Wally's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, he was born on uh, Cinco de Mayo. I'll be damned. I'm going to go get him one of them femurs down at Arnold's later. Oh, he's going to be so happy. Actually, a half a femur. They show, I went into Arnold's one time. By the way, great crew of people that, that work over there at Arnold's. And uh, I was asking, this was going back when, uh, when Wally turned one. I said... Uh, you got any, like, big bones? And the guy goes, I got a femur. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take a femur. But then he shows me how big. I didn't know how big a femur was. It's a big bone. It's huge. And I'm like, okay, maybe half of that. So then they cut it in half for me. But, you know, Wally was a little lopsided. Yeah, well. You know, you think the other half of him would have balanced himself out, but he didn't, you know, because the weight on the back end versus the, yeah, the front end. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he's, you know. Yeah. Oh, and I listen. Uh, we're famous. all aware. We, I, and yeah. deserves to be. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to probably get him a femur today. What a, what a great uh, great gift that is yeah. for a it's, dog. I think it's only when they have them, though, because I think I went in. It's not like one of those things that they have available all the time. I think most of them they cut up into little smaller marrow bones. Yeah. I don't think they always have the giant femur available. Probably not. No. Although a lot of people now are eating, uh, they're eating marrow. It's oh, delicious. That, oh, is that a new thing now? That's like a new thing. Like roasting the bone, like splitting the bone in half and then roasting it. Yeah. And the marrow kind of becomes kind of like a, like soft fatty butter. Oh, it's so good. Does marrow taste good? Yeah. It does? It it does. I mean, I know I've used it for like soups where you, you cook it, you boil the crap out of the uh, the bone. Yeah. And make the soup. Yeah, but that's- I never but, actually ate- the mar- like, yeah, but the marrow is the stuff that makes it delicious. It's not the bone; it's the marrow with salt and other yeah, things. Yeah, but 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 that's but the, if you're just gonna do bones, that's that makes it that gives it that beefy flavor. Yeah, well, maybe I'll have to uh, maybe I'll have to try a big bowl of marrow pudding. Mmm, that's good pudding. Yeah, that's good. I pudding. believe that was a Kim Kardashian thing or a Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner thing. Filled her up with some marrow, yeah, marrow pudding. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Marrow paste. Uh, anyway, your Pioneer Valley forecast. 
One of the great things we talk about at 644 in the morning. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of... Uh, 62 tomorrow sunny with a high of 71 it's 44 right now in downtown springfield you know uh tomorrow is the coronation of uh king charles uh in england and the kentucky derby and and on the same day who who does this anyway um you know under normal circumstances i wouldn't give a rat's ass about the coronation and i still don't but this morning i came across this uh story which immediately uh opened my eyes and said this must be This is the kind of story that the world must hear. A giant penis appears to have been mown on the lawn just before the coronation party at an historic landmark. An enormous phallic feature mowed into the lawn of the Bath's exclusive Royal Crescent to startle residents and tourists ahead of a Georgian-themed coronation party on the 18th century landmark. Apparently, overnight, some dude grabbed a lawnmower and mowed a picture of an enormous penis into the lawn. And there will be a party, and King Charles will be there uh, celebrating on top of an enormous penis. Now, I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to see these pictures, Steve, mm-hmm. but as I'm looking at them, uh, it's these are very, very, this is a very large penis. And this also, and the reason I'm, I'm even talking about this is this is the kind of thing that you and I would do right before a big event. Yeah, yeah. Take a lawnmower, mow a big giant penis of what is considered to be one of the most perfect lawn surfaces in all of Great Britain just days before the king will be crowned. That's Isn't that perfect? Li- it's That's perfect. That's great. That's awesome. I want to meet the person who did this. I would high-five that guy and <sighs> buy the first round of drinks. King Charles, we have a problem. <laughs> What's the problem? Somebody drew a giant meat whistle out on the lawn. (laughs) Who would put a middle leg on my front lawn? It's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good thing you and I are not British citizens. No, no, we're not. We'd be implicated and taken down in something like this. Who is these immature citizens writing pee-pees and wee-wees all over the lawn? Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Nagel, but do you have a long history of drawing penises on the back of windshields? Yes. <laughs> well, we'd like to speak with you and ask a few questions. All right. Uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, and, uh, uh, William. The, William. Yeah. William, I need you to run to Rocky's Ace Hardware and get Scott's four-step to finish fixing the lawn out there. But here, use the Royal Rockies Ace Hardware <laughs> loyalty card. And make sure you say you're the business because that's how we get the tax exemption. Yes, where you will find good people and rock-solid service. Get rid of that malice <laughs> on the lawn. No incoming king yeah. should have to celebrate atop a royal penis. Uh, is that a pocket rocket out there? <laughs> who, who has stolen the pork sword? 
It's six fifty-five. We got attorney Joseph Bernard. We're gonna talk about vacated OUIs in just a few minutes at Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in our society today, there is perhaps nobody that is more profoundly ill-advised and stupider than a college student majoring in communications and journalism. How do I know? Because I used to be one of them. What you see today is the result of that stupidity nearly 35 years later. Now look at me. A broken down old shell of a man going through the motions and counting the days before it finally comes to an abrupt and humiliating end. And while I'm looking to ride this sucker out for another 3,045 days before I can retire from his godforsaken business, some communication students are looking to destroy their careers before they even begin. Late last week, two students at the University of Southern California were arrested at the Kansas City airport after it was discovered that they had trespassed into the NFL draft and stolen three NFL jerseys that had been designated for first-round draft picks. According to police yesterday, 41-year-old Eric Lampkins, a USC graduate student majoring in journalism, and 19-year-old Jude Okanis, a freshman, were found with more than $1,000 worth of NFL property in a duffel bag while trying to board a plane back to California. This includes jerseys from the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Minnesota Vikings. They have been both charged with second-degree burglary, first-degree criminal trespass, and stealing property valued at over $750. Folks, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the costly expense of round-trip airfare, lodging, meals, and the purchase of various sundry notions does not equal what you would get with these stolen items. Nor, in a side-by-side cost analysis, could you even justify the $2,500 bail that was set for both these fellas. So, knowing this, why would a 41-year-old graduate student drag a 19-year-old freshman halfway across the country to steal football jerseys from the NFL draft? I'll tell you why. Because they're idiots. Idiots who have already distinguished themselves by making the reckless decision to become broadcast and journalism students. In other words, their parents should have seen this coming. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you missed step one, your lawn's doomed. Actually, you're going to Rocky's for Scott's two, three, four package deal. Only eighty bucks. Your lawn's going to be fine. But it's hungry now for Scott's two right this very second. So get Scott's two step three four two three four deal at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock at 710 in Elton John. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. At the uh, the end of last month, the story came out. The uh, the state's highest court had ruled that nearly 30,000 people who had pled guilty or were convicted of drunk driving charges may be eligible for a new trial based on a number of things involving the state police and also breathalyzers and uh, whether or not that is a flawed system of determining someone's impairment. In the studio with us right now is attorney uh, Joseph Bernard, who has uh, written a lot uh, about this and has been involved in this for quite a while. It's good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Yeah, so tell us, uh, this all started with the breathalyzer machines uh, not being calibrated properly. Let's go back to, it was 2011 that the the problems started how did it all come to be? What Here's what happened. Right. In 2015, there was a group of lawyers that the state's court assigned as lead counsel to investigate the scientific reliability of the machine. Yeah. 
and I was one of those lawyers. I became the 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 lead lawyer in the whole case, and we began to investigate. And as as the years went by and the deception grew, we began to see a problem. But that was back in 2015, mm-hmm. and with the litigation uh, in 2016 and 17, we had experts come from around the world for two weeks in Concord, Massachusetts, and the judge ruled that the way that machine was maintained and calibrated was not scientific or reliable, and that was the big problem that we had, that it's a measuring device, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, a scale or any type of measuring device, it needs to be calibrated consistently and in a manner in which it's going to produce reliable results. One of the things that, that, that it, I, I've always thought to be kind of interesting, though, so, okay, so you've been hearing about calibration problems with breathalyzers for the last 30 years this is not new information lawyers all across the country have been fighting the accuracy based on calibration of of breathalyzers but on the other hand if you're a driver and you're pulled over and you refuse to take a breathalyzer regardless of whether or not you or the cop involved believe in the uh reliability of that test there are serious ramifications for not taking it so where does that fall well, there's, there's two, think about it like two different islands. One, the Registry of Motor Vehicle Administrative Non-Criminal Island, and their penalties for license suspension, unfortunately, is probably more severe than the criminal aspect. I'm involved in the criminal aspect that could put people in jail, suspend their license, and a whole host. But mm-hmm. what here's what the registry will tell you. You often hear this expression, it's not a right, it's a privilege. And and that's actually a legal term of art. And it's, it's for that reason that they can continue to use flawed, problematic machines and still with refusals or with failures, suspend your license. So now that uh, over, what, 27,000 convictions that we're talking about here? So out of all of those, do these defendants have the right to get money back from the court or, you know, from the the RMV? I mean, you're talking about, you know, $500 to get a Cinderella license for, for, you know, if you need one for your work or something like that. Do you get that back? Not automatically, and and it's 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 a little it's a little bit sloppy the manner in which the SJC Supreme Judicial Court made the decision. There is a particular form that any defendant who has a case vacated, dismissed, can then go back and get what we call out of pocket expenses, and and you're talking not only five hundred dollars, you're talking probably knocking on the door to two thousand dollars with fines, fees, and the cost uh, of mm. the of the program. They're not going to give you your legal fees back, though, either. Unfortunately, you know? not. So, no legal fees. You know, is it is it worth it to try to go recover those funds? I mean, obviously, we we uh, you're not going to tell me you don't charge a good penny to defend somebody in court. But as I'm saying, I mean that 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 those kinds of things are expensive because there's a lot of work involved in that. The cost of trying to appeal to get that money back would probably be a lot more than it would be to you know actually get the money. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. You're right. Unless there is a driving force, it's in, it's impacting your ability, you know, to get a professional license. Uh, it's it's taking your way out of a school application, or you've got another offense. You know, those are incentives to go back and seek and ask, as opposed to the Supreme Judicial Court giving us. That was one of the things I tried to do. This is Attorney uh, Joseph Bernard in the studio. You know, last week you uh, wrote an opinion piece on uh, on Mass Live in, in the newspaper about uh, about it, this whole situation and in particular you talk about how the state police 
uh, have uh, have damaged you know public trust in this. Explain I- exactly what their role is in this. So millions of dollars went into that particular hearing I was making reference to earlier. The Massachusetts State Police controls the Office of Alcohol Testing. That's the calibration lab, the only lab that calibrates the machine. So that's why it's state police. It's run by the state police. The problem developed is that they were not being, we often hear this word, transparent and honest. This hearing mandated that they turn over particular documents. They were court ordered to turn over particular documents so we could examine the scientific reliability of the machine. And that is where the big problem occurred. The pushback uh, was was happening over and over, and then unfortunately, they just blatantly did something to 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 uh, deceive and and maybe even lie to the court. That's what happened, and and this was after the the hearing that took place uh, for two weeks. So moving forward, I mean, so let's just say twenty thousand cases get overturned, get new trials, or whatever winds up happening. But then moving forward, once they get past this. What what do you think is going to be put in place to prevent something like this happening in a year from now? Well, we have put things in place. And, you know, one of the kind of one of the good parts and aspects about the litigation is the fact that there was some change. One of the big changes is that there is an ombudsman and that particular person is is quasi independent. No longer is the fox uh, guarding the hen house. We have somebody in place. And I have to say, and it needs to be said there have been positive changes in the last two years with that lab. There really has. There's also been implemented part of my litigation, the ePortal discovery, giving lawyers and a lot of other people access to information that they didn't have. The judge, myself, and the prosecutors all worked out a laundry list of, of safeguards to be put in place so this might not ever happen again. 20,000 overturned OUIs. That's an awful large number. And uh, as far as if, if everybody is cleared, does that mean they all have the ability to get their licenses back? I mean, what how will that what is the practical outcome of of overturning that many cases? Well, it, it, it gets a little bit. It's not like the Duke and Farrakh, whether a stroke of the pen from the Supreme Judicial Court labeled a group of people uh, all dismissed. There, it's a process that you have to go into court. You have to ask the judge, and here's the problem. You know, once the case is vacated, the district attorney's office then has a decision-making process as to whether to re-prosecute you. So it's not a simple process. And I will say this. We've also put in place that there are free lawyers out there from across the state. There's a particular hotline. You can go on mass.gov. Committee for Public Counsel Service has lawyers there. If you are impacted by this, and it could be a variety of different reasons, but if you're impacted by this and you want to know whether or not you can have the relief, you can go on mass.gov and and, and call the Committee for Public Counsel Service if you don't uh, have a lawyer. Uh, so, you know, what, uh, it, it just seems like a big legal mess that, that, that has been created at the courthouse. And now you're talking about blocking up the court system now with appeals or, uh, you know, any other number of, uh, of, of legal, uh, I don't know, maneuvers that somebody would want to do to overturn their thing. How bad is this going to be for the court system having to deal with all that when they already have cases that we haven't even gotten to because of the pandemic? Well, truthfully, there's a large number of that 27,000. 
are first-time offenders. And and when people call me and, and ask about this, and I get a lot of those phone calls, one of the first things I want to know is, how is this negatively impacting your life? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is really it's not, then it's probably not worth going in, spending the money, the time, and the resources to do it. So you've got a big, big percentage of people who aren't really being impacted, but they could. And the big problem here is it could be simmering in the background and it could be preventing you from getting a job or a promotion and you might not even know it. We sent out notices to 27,000 people about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that the, that we have in place, uh, there, there are in place uh, procedures in the courts. It did not overrun. It was not you know, some sort of Pandora's box that blew up the court systems throughout the Commonwealth. There are procedures in place to make this happen. And everyone should know there is no statute of limitation on this particular uh, motion. This is uh, Attorney Joseph Bernard in the studio. Let me ask you this. Let's say I'm uh, I'm out one night and I have, uh, oh, I don't know, I'm overserved uh, at a bar or an establishment and I get pulled over by a state trooper or any any cop for that matter. And uh, I am presented with the opportunity to take the breathalyzer moving forward. Okay, based upon all of this litigation, based upon all of the uh, the SJC's uh, you know decision, does it change anything for me, the person who has been pulled over? Do I still submit to a breathalyzer? Do I not submit to a breathalyzer? And 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 how do I defend myself after all of this has happened? Okay. A lot of questions to unpack, but it's a very <laughs> difficult question because when I get that phone call in the middle of the night, I'm at a police station. Do I take the breath test? Right. That you get those phone calls. The real question is, I can't answer. How many priors do you have? Because that will dictate the impact of of that particular answer I get. If you have three prior impacts and you don't take that breath test, it's lifelong lifelong license gone. Bye bye. So if it's a first time, it's six months. So there's a big difference in all of this. If I will tell you as a lawyer, that breath test is not present in the case itself, it gives me a big advantage for the prosecution. In Massachusetts and in most states, a breath test is almost guilty by the black box, right? You, you, because a judge is going to tell a jury, you have a breath test. If you believe the breath test, essentially, you must find this individual guilty. It doesn't matter how they look on the video. It doesn't matter what the opinions are. It's it's really guilty by the number. And that's, that's a big problem. What I'll say is this. I now, we now, lawyers now have an inside view on all the problems. This machine is is a breath, it, it takes your breath in, but it gives a result of blood alcohol. You've said it a couple times, indirect test of a blood. I challenge the scientific aspects, the underpinning of the theory of, of breath testing. And the more we know about these machines, quite frankly, they're a little bit of dinosaurs in 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 the sense of measuring somebody's blood. And and I think you're going to find them being phased out. But right now, they're they're the staple in in uh, in law enforcement across the country. Damn, very interesting yeah, stuff. Very interesting stuff. Uh, and, uh, Go ahead. No, I yep. was just going to thank him for being here. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we appreciate it because, I mean, th- yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing that if you you read a story in the news, you may not get a full grasp of the breadth of the problem, and it's very easy to assume, well, then I guess I can go and drink and drive. No, that's not what it's saying at all. Just it means 
if you have, uh, you, yeah. you, you may see a well, light at the end of the tunnel. One more quick question, because you and I talked about this out in the hallway, and I asked you about you know the the the, the continued without a finding uh, a plea, where you basically kind of admit that you did something wrong. If you took a breath test and did that, can you get that vacated as well? Yes. The, the, the opinion and all the work I've done for eight years specifically states that if you pled guilty or were found guilty and a breath test was involved, your, your particular plea or, or verdict has, has the possibility of being vacated. If that breath test touched that decision-making process during a continuation without a finding, the answer to your question is yes. Attorney Joseph Bernard, we appreciate you coming in. Good to see you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Absolutely. 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Get pressure playing golf today. No, I'm not. It's uh, 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Eh, It's going to be a nice day. Dan Brandt will give you the whole forecast coming up in a minute. You know, uh, I'm uh, I'm embarrassed to say this uh, because I think we would have... yeah, it would have been the right thing to have addressed this yesterday, yeah. and we uh, we didn't. We get caught up in other things. Do you realize that uh, yesterday was uh, Mayor Dom Dom's birthday? It was. Yes, it was. And we didn't get him anything. Is that the day he drove his mother home from the hospital because she thought she needed a rest after giving birth to him? When I was born, I slapped the doctor. You know what? We haven't really talked about Dom Dom in the news lately because uh, East Hampton, South Hadley, and uh, Westfield are yeah. not keeping us busy. So I he's, know. he's probably like, thank God it ain't me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he rarely finds himself in that sort of pickle. No, he. Yeah, you know why? Because he actually addresses the things that you ask him about eventually. Yeah, you know, no, he, absolutely. You know, but yeah, he's just like, you know, he's like most politicians where he'll kind of try to avoid something if he doesn't want to tell you about it. But well, eventually I'm sure, I'm sure if you saw him at, yeah. say, like a like a Gary Rome event. Yeah, like a cocktail party. A cocktail party. Yeah. The mayor would come right over to you and start the jawboning you all over the place, as opposed to certain mayors that would uh, try to turn their back and not see you. Yeah. And Dom Dom would be the kind of guy you like you meet at a cocktail party, come over and tell you you got a button missing off your shirt or you're, you know, hey, God, come on, look sharp here, okay? <laughs> come on. This is Gary Rome, for God's sakes. Like royalty here. You come can, on. Come on. <laughs> Gary Rome doesn't need to see people yeah. like you dressed like this in public. Look at you, you slob with your wing sauce down your shirt. <laughs> you dingbat. Get out of here. It's 728. <laughs> News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Planet Fitness. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy. But there is a cure. Join Planet Fitness for just 10 bucks a month and find your big fitness energy in a clean, spacious, judgment-free zone. Deal ends soon. See Home Club for details. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Just to go back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, about uh, Mayor Dom Dom. Yeah. It, it, the, the reason why that came up was because uh, I, I ran into uh, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle last night at a, at a uh, party uh, to celebrate uh, Gary Rome and his uh, recognition of Time Magazine Dealer of the Year. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if that Dom had been in that situation, I picture him like uh, Joe Piscopo on uh, Johnny Dangerously. You know, Nagel, you shouldn't call me a lady. My mother called me a lady once. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, see, that's the way it should be. Uh, well, well, you think you he would handle it that way? I hope he had a good birthday, to be quite honest with you. I think he had a great birthday. 
And you know what? Now I feel bad because he usually calls me on my birthday, uh, like at five thirty in the morning. This is why I mention it because I mean he's called on your birthday. He's called on my birthday. Anytime that any one of us have uh, a milestone in our lives, the mayor is on it like uh, like like, like slopping a pig. And yet uh, here we are, forgetting to even uh, mention that it was his birthday. I kind of feel. Uh, I feel bad. I feel bad. I do feel. Yeah, bad. I do. I'm sure he'll get over it. Well, I'm going to get over it, too, pretty damn yeah, quick now that yeah. I've said it publicly and I apologize, and it's already out of the back of my well, head. Well, see, he has my personal number. I don't have his personal number. Well, uh, could you could you do a star six nine on him? No, because he does the, it's like, you know, private call or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or it's coming from City Hall. Oh, yeah, and you yeah. try to get through that switchboard, good luck to you. Well, I'd let him have my number. If he wanted my number, I'd give it to him. I'll give it to him next time he calls. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Northfield. Oh, traffic alert. Roadhog. Northfield Road in Warwick will be closed to westbound traffic beginning today. Oh, boy. According to the Warwick Police Department. that What did that guy say? He said Northfield Road will be closed on Friday and Monday to westbound traffic from Leland Hill Road to the Northfield town line. There will be detour signage in place to direct traffic over Leland and Flower Hill to Route 78 North, all the way up in the far wasteland of Northfield. School buses and emergency vehicles will be escorted westbound, and all other traffic will be excluded. The end of the uh, time of the closure is expected to be about 5 p.m. on Monday. So if you're going to Northfield, stay away. Boy, that's, uh, I'm glad you told me this because I, uh, you know, I hadn't had plans to go to Northfield. But, boy, would that be embarrassing if I was suddenly stuck in unsolvable traffic trying to go up there? Well, I'm just trying to save you the hassle. Oh, you did. You did. And now there's no way I'm going there. Three men were arrested Tuesday afternoon after police found more than 200 grams of fentanyl and heroin inside an apartment on Belmont Avenue in Springfield. According to uh, Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Walsh, she said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that 25-year-old Warren X. Cabrera Guzman of Springfield had fentanyl on him. I guess it's pretty serious. Yeah, no, I think it would be. Police received a search warrant for an apartment on Belmont Avenue and executed it Tuesday around, uh, oh, it was actually 5 a.m. It wasn't Tuesday afternoon. Cabrera Guzman, along with 21-year-old Alvin Cabrera of Springfield and 24-year-old Jose Quinones, of Springfield were detained while officers searched the apartment. Officers found approximately 223 grams of fentanyl and heroin in a bag of crap cocaine. All three men were then arrested. God, it's five. What, it's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Like uh, all of a sudden, the police are knocking down on your, on your door five o'clock in the morning. You've been up all night. You finally get to you finally get to bed. You finally close your eyes, sawing logs, and then boom, you're busted. Five o'clock in the morning. Where are these cops getting off waking people up that early to arrest them? Uh, well, they're on on call 24 hours a day. Yeah, I suppose. You know, uh, your drug den operation, uh, you know, hours are only till one. You know, between one and eight. You know what I would closed. do? If I were a criminal, and I'm not. I have, uh, have not broken the law in at least three months. But if I were uh, a criminal, I would post uh, a sign on my door. Of uh, my available hours well, to, be, to be arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will. I'm. I. I am not available to be arrested until nine o'clock, nine to five. Those are my regular arrestable hours. You know, when you put that address into Google Maps and it says the drug den may be closed by the time you arrive. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, helpful information. You know, often, your- oftentimes you Google something <laughs> to tell you what the hours are. Well, that's what I would do. Yeah. Opens at 8 a.m. Tuesday, not 5 a.m., 8 a.m. I'm sorry. We're not open to be arrested for another five minutes. You'll have to come back. A teacher at an elementary school in Westfield contacted the 22 News I team concerned about what she perceives as a lack of response from the district after a student said, I have a gun on two separate occasions this past fall. In an email sent to uh, 22 News, the teacher said, I did not question the response of my administration at this point because I trusted they would act appropriately. The administration did not search the child locker, desk or backpack and a lockdown was not called. Uh, I-team reporter Alana Flood spoke with Administrator of Student Intervention and Safety Chris Rogers at the Westfield uh, and the Westfield School Superintendent Stefan Saprowski, who say a- appropriate action was taken. And, and I was consulted on it and advised the team at the school to put the threat assessment protocol into place, which is what they did, said Rogers. While Rogers would not confirm if the student was searched, he did say that it was determined that this was not a high-level threat. At a Westfield school committee meeting on Monday night, a parent came forward to express concern about the incidents at the Munger Hill Elementary. The I-team also spoke to a Munger Hill parent who wanted to remain anonymous. She said that safety at Munger Hill is a topic parents have expressed concern about. The superintendent says that privacy rules may be some of the reasons teachers and parents were not aware of the school's full response to the incident. Uh, There are things that are in the district that we cannot necessarily share. There are things that we can share, and there are some things that we have to be respectful of the students' privacy rights at that point. As a result of the parents' uh, public address to the committee, uh, Soprowski issued this email to the Munger Munger Hill School community. Would you like me to read that? Oh, please do. Good afternoon, members of the Munger Hill School community. At last night's school committee meeting, we received several questions from parents and caregivers about how the district responds to potential school safety issues In particular, potential threats made by one person to another, a group of people, or an entire school. When an issue arises and is brought forward to school or central office administrators, the district takes immediate action to promote the safety of our school's community in that moment. If a threat is made, school and district administrators collaborate and take further action, including uh, threat assessment. During the threat assessment process, a multidisciplinary school team of professionals, including a school psychologist, meets to review all the necessary information gathered regarding the situation. So he basically goes on to say uh, that, you know, uh, we did what we had to do. And uh, when asked about what the protocol is, uh-huh. the response from Mr. Rogers and uh, Superintendent Saprowski said, well, we can't talk about that because that's protected under mass law. No, the, the privacy of the student can be, yeah, but, can be protected under Massachusetts law. But, but the, the protocol of the of the policy should be something that everybody in the school understands. Why would your staff, your faculty and staff, not understand what the protocol is? Because clearly it seems like you weren't following it. Well, I mean, obviously they must know some parts of the protocol, the ones that you know directly impact the teacher on the front line of a situation like that, but... You know, why is it so difficult for them to at least disclose what the rest of the protocol would be? Why is that such a problem? Well, because I'm guessing that schools don't like to talk about things like this because they open themselves up to lawsuits Hmm. and and things like that. But if you're not protecting your own staff and you're not telling uh, people what what the actual protocol is, which, again, I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to know that information. 
you know, it doesn't really look good on your part. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But you know what? This, it, it, the only thing I can think of is that there's some lawyer involved who's saying, yeah, you can disclose this, but don't disclose this. Oh, right. To the public, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but they're not even disclosing it to some of the teachers involved, which I don't understand. I mean, they teachers and staff should be aware of what to do. Yeah. Aren't they all on the same team? You would like to think so. But it doesn't sound like they're all playing by the same book. Well, uh, I'm getting more information about this story, and we're going to probably dive into it a little bit more next week uh, because it's kind of messed up that this thing yep. wasn't really taken care of and, and not taken care of. You know, when you talk about school shootings all the time, you know, you would think at this point anybody – it's just like being in an airport. If you say the word bomb in an airport – you're going to get arrested. Well, it's, but and like you say, yeah, yeah. we'll spend time uh, about it next week. But but you know if if you say the protocols were followed, and you can't say what those protocols were, then what is the to prevent anyone from not believing you? That's a good question, right? Right. Look at you asking the right questions there, Lou. Let me tell you something, Steve. I'm I'm firing on both barrels today. Uh, did you use uh, deducive be uh, methods? Uh, what was it? Deducive methods. Deductive. De no, no. Dedu oh, deducive. Yes. Deducive. I learned that in the Westfield school system. Because you, yeah, because <laughs> that's how you learn how to take a deduce. Yeah. <laughs> and try to cover up what you didn't do. Yeah, I took a deduce yeah, between yeah, second yeah, and third yeah. period. So uh, we'll we'll dive into <laughs> some more of that. Uh, adding uh, an extra checked bag to a flight is not cheap. You know that. I do know that. So just imagine how much these things must be worth on the black market. A couple from the U.S. flew to Israel last week and were caught trying to smuggle in 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups. That bastard. Yeah. yeah. TikTok is obsessed with a hack where you wrap them around a scoop of ice cream so they're harder to find than usual, especially overseas. Pretty much all stores in Israel sold out. If you do find them, they're going for $5 each or more. Not per box. That's $5 per fruit roll-up. Per slice? Yeah. Are you kidding me? A box of 10 uh, here usually costs less than $3. Customs agents in Israel seize the snacks. Someone posted a video of multiple suitcases filled with nothing but fruit roll-ups. Uh, the guy told them he didn't even pack clothes it, just so he'd have more room. For, for the, the fruit, fruit roll-ups. Roll yeah. This wasn't just a one-off. Been wearing the same pair of, of draws for six days on this trip, but man, have I got a whole bunch of fruit roll-ups to eat. Well, you got edible underwear now. Jesus. Isn't that what the edible underwear is you buy at a sex yeah. shop uh, made of? Is like It's a fruit roll-up. Dried fruit? Yeah. Passion fruit in that case. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, uh, this wasn't just a one-off, though. An another American couple was caught with over 70 pounds of fruit roll-ups the other day. Israel says they've seized more than 660 pounds <laughs> of fruit roll-ups. Am I crazy or is that a lot of fruit roll-ups? a lot of fruit roll-ups. And you know what? They're not even good. Fruit roll-ups kind of suck. They just, they're just they, not. They do. They're not good. No, but if to a kid, it's just sugar in a different form. So kids will eat that stuff up left and right. Fruit roll-ups? I prefer a fruit by the foot. <laughs> so like I could kick an orange into your mouth, that, yeah, that's all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Pioneer Valley. Fork. What about what about if I kick in the berries? You all all good with that? Oh yeah, like right there in the kumquats. Fruit by the foot, right there. 
Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. Looking at 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Signing up for a Massachusetts gun permit class has never been easier. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 71. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I would be remiss if I did not at least once mention the uh, the uh, the podcast, the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast. Uh, it goes up every day, uh, every weekday after we do a show. You can listen to the show all weekend long, at night, morning, dusk, lunchtime, yeah, whatever. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been uh, the drummer for the Cranberries, Fergal Lawler. They're celebrating the 30th anniversary of their debut album. And a very cool interview. And then on Monday, uh, I'll be talking to Josie Cotton, uh, who's got a brand new album out, really, really good, called Day of the Gun. It's actually a really interesting story. She had a hit back in the early 80s, Johnny, Are You Queer? Uh, It was an MTV hit early on in in MTV's history. But the story behind that song is, is unbelievable, and you can check that out starting on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. And uh, before you hear that, uh, how about uh, now that you hear this? Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. You ever wonder how Cinco de Mayo celebrations began? Uh, I'm going to guess it happened on May 5th. Here's an old school film from the 1960s that may have the answer. Uh, Somebody get the lights, please. Instructional Films presents Cinco de Mayo, remembering Mexico's resistance to French rule on... You know what? I just realized this is just one of these crappy comedy bits that was pushed along into the thing. It's not the actual uh, history of Cinco de Mayo. I don't. Do you want to hear the rest of that? No, I'm all. I'm all yeah, good. It's just some. It's just some, some goofy uh, comedy thing. Who knew? Well, who here's the it? thing. We get the. We get this. Uh, this prep sheet thing that gives us all these things. And, right. Uh, you know, some radio stations use it to fake phone calls uh, <laughs> that they have uh, to to create uh, conflict. Yeah. Uh, to to keep you the listener. Yes. Yes. We will not do that. And you know what? This is just a perfect example of how yeah. we run things. I didn't preview any of this. I just went on the air and just started pushing buttons. Way to falsify all that integrity, Steve. Yeah, say, hey, yeah, you know you what? Go. Very uh, good. Say, all right. You know what? Cinco de Mayo, go get a mar- uh, martini. Go get a- Yeah, uh, get a margarita. Margarita. And a, a, a platterful of nachos. You'll be all happy. I almost said martini, but I guess- you know what? Well, the if margarita really is the uh, the the martini of of Mexican culture. Yeah, but if you're an alcoholic, it's just a day, another day for an excuse to drink. No, it, it, they are delicious, though. Yeah, they are absolutely delicious. Uh, a tourist in Hawaii followed her GPS's directions right into the ocean on Saturday. What was she looking for? The ocean. Well, maybe she was looking for that heart thing that dropped off the Titanic. Right. Yeah. It uh, happened at a boat ramp. I did watch the video of this. This is crazy. A bunch of guys had to jump in and save her before her minivan completely sank within a few minutes. Her passenger also made it out. Here's audio from the bystander's phone video. Are you sure that wasn't supposed to happen? Yeah. You see this thing just drive right off the ramp into the water, and and it's broad daylight. Oh my god. It's like Everybody's Are you Everybody's that out. distracted that you can't see the water that's right in yeah. front of you? I totally get about the road thing in the GPS. You sure. don't know where you are. 
But if you can tell that the road is about to end and yeah. you're about to drive into well, a giant body of water, I, I would find that disconcerting. Well, and, and the other thing was, again, it's broad daylight. It's not even nighttime. I, I could see maybe if it was nighttime. But there's boats, like, everywhere that this woman drives between mm-hmm. down this ramp. Yeah. It's a harbor They get or whatever it is, you know. I, but it's got all these boats. You didn't see those? <laughs> Did the GPS say... You've arrived at your destination. Did yes. you at least get to that part? Yes. The ocean may be closed by the time you arrive. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, maybe you've seen the dramatic video. A baby stroller was about to roll into busy traffic in Southern California on Tuesday, but a good Samaritan ran in out of nowhere and snagged it just in time. The kid's great aunt had uh, tried to chase it, uh, af- tried to chase after it, but fell down twice. A security camera got uh, footage of the whole thing. Ron Nesman is the guy who saved the day. Here he is. I noticed the stroller was going towards traffic. I instinctively ran towards the stroller and uh, got it before it went into the traffic. She was traumatized. She was crying. Uh, she, She was just in shock. That's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. This happened uh, to, to, to my late wife uh, years ago. She was walking in our town. She's walking along the sidewalk. Right. She's got the baby stroller with the two kids in it. It's one of those bike strollers. Side-by-side ones? Yeah, it's a side-by-side bike stroller. Right. You know, the ones that easily roll mm-hmm. away. And, uh, like, her, her uncle uh, pulled over to the side. He was on a motorcycle. He pulls over on the side of the road because he sees her and then he starts having a conversation with her out in front of this house, right? And then uh, all of a sudden, a, she's got my wife's got the dog and the kids. Uh, she's holding the dog with the with one uh, with the leash, right. and then she's got the the stroller there, but yeah. just having a conversation. And a neighbor's dog came out, which then started a confrontation with our dog. Right, and then so she's trying to to calm that situation. Her the leash gets wrapped around her leg. She falls down. The stroller goes out into the middle of Route 112 in Huntington. <laughs> and Jesus. thank God the neighbor was sitting on his porch because he runs out into the road to stop the car from that was coming down the street. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And luckily, I mean, you know, that it's one of those situations where the speed limit's 25 through there. But no but one nobody goes, 25. goes 25. So thank God the guy was there to, to stop that. But... What a horrific experience to have to deal with. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure yeah. she came home perfectly happy. Oh, she came perfect. Yeah, I wasn't even there for the whole thing. Oh I got God. I got that earload. Yeah, where were you? Yeah, where were you? Where were you when I needed you? You could have been holding the dog. And that's uh that's now here this. It is seven fifty seven. We got to open line Friday coming up after eight o'clock uh, with Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two. Show me the And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, tomorrow is the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. We're going to have 22 surviving horses competing to win in the most prestigious and glorious horse race in the world. Win the Kentucky Derby, you can assure yourself a lifetime of glorious stud work. Win the Triple Crown, you'll be knocking hooves with an endless stream of fertile young fillies waiting to be defiled by your prize-winning pedigree. Of course, there are risks involved, especially since there have been four horses who have died at Churchill Churchill Downs over the last eight days. But I'm sure there's nothing to worry about since not only have they posted positions and race odds, 
Uh, but Churchill Downs has already settled on who to blame. Yesterday it was announced that they have indefinitely suspended horse trainer Safi Joseph Jr. for his alleged involvement in not only the death of horses chasing Artie and Parents Pride, but also the involvement in the condition of Lord Miles, who was a late scratch for tomorrow's main event. Joseph, who is a third-generation trainer, has been implicated even though investigators have not yet explained the causes for any of these unexplained deaths. It just so happens that Safi Jr. Joseph Jr. was the one who was working with him. It's also true that they have yet to discover any wrongdoing on his part. He's simply the guy who's being publicly targeted like you would do in any normal investigation. Of course, none of this explains the deaths of the other two horses, but hey, it ain't all doom and gloom. There are derby parties to enjoy. There's still funny hats for people to wear. There's mint juleps to pack down. There are wagers that are still waiting to be made before post time. Oh, sure, a couple of horses had to die for you to have all that fun, but that's not going to be your problem tomorrow. Your problem is staying sober enough to enjoy all two minutes of a horse race loaded with unspeakable tragedy. If you can't have fun during something like that, then you just don't know how to have fun. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. They call her the Grill Girl. Morgan of the Ludlow Rockies loves talking about grills. She's a, a trained grill expert or specialist at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's is your grilling destination with free delivery, assembly, and free fuel with every grill over 400 bucks. Hell of a deal at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 62. It's 47 in downtown Springfield. We need to get something very important right now. Yeah, let me get this <laughs> off my chest uh, before we get into, uh, into uh, Open Line Friday. Uh, it is time for the keyword to cash. Thousands of dollars uh, are been, are been given away so far, and maybe you could win $1,000 just by uh, taking the keyword listening to it, writing it down, and then going to rock102.com. Today's keyword is the word spring. 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 That's S-P-R-I-N-G. Spring, as in spring. R is in, uh, excuse me, P is in, please let me win $1,000. R is in, I really want to win $1,000. I is in, I want to win $1,000. N is in, I want to win $1,000 now. And G as in, gee, I would really like to win $1,000. Just go to rock102.com, enter spring for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter that $1,000 keyword, your chance to win $1,000. Again, spring, S-P-R-I-N-G. Good luck it's the first, from first Rock102. The word we've had that hadn't had to do with money. You know, like we had wealthy yes. and coin and all that uh, stuff for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. And we haven't, uh, it's the first time it's a... Uh, it's about a season. Well, you're bringing up a very good point, yeah, Steve, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, it's now time. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, open Live That is the number of which you will call, not because you got a keyword, but because you have something to say. Keep your filthy language to yourself and your hate speech onto some other radio show. I don't want to hear any of it here. And now we are waiting for the phones to blow up. That ain't going to happen. 
I'll take one right now. That's uh, that's a good way to start. Actually, oh. people were calling like five minutes ago, thinking they were going to get on. Well, I'm uh, I'm still waiting for a call from um, East Hampton Mayor Nicole Lachapelle, who I ran into last night, by the way. Uh, you'll be waiting a long time for well, that one. Well, she said uh, she got my emails. She has my number. All right, let's uh, let's hit the phones now. Here, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Jeff with a G from uh, West Hartford. All right, Jeff, what's going on? Yeah, I had to uh, change my name and move one town over since the whole uh, debacle last week. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I, I just want to say that I, I really like it when 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 Steve uh, or Vax shares uh, you know some story from their childhood about some antics that their parents got into or you know just just some crazy story. So. Uh, you know, along those lines, I just thought I'd share something from my childhood. Okay, go on. Okay, so <laughs> when uh, when I was growing up, you know, this is back in the back in the mid to mid to late seventies. Um, my my parents and probably my grandparents too uh, used to feed my brother and I um, Coca Cola in our bottles when we were say like three years old because. Uh, Apparently that's uh, great for your, yeah. great for your good health. for your teeth. Yeah, yeah, right, right, and yeah, yeah, and and actually, by the time we were in kindergarten, both my brother and I had all of our front teeth pulled out. Uh, they were baby teeth, so now my teeth are fine. But looking back at it, you know, parents nowadays would never do something like that. Ne- ne- uh, absolutely crazy. Well, you'd probably uh, be charged with child neglect uh, or do- by oh, doing that because yeah. I don't think you're supposed to be giving five-year-olds dental issues. Uh, did your parents Absolutely. ever get in trouble for this? Um, no, but that's something that my wife now says, is that whenever I tell her stories like this from my childhood, she's like, what were your parents thinking? And didn't anybody call Child and Family Services? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I, I guess nowadays it would happen. Yeah, that was a different time back then. We, yeah. we abused our children, and nobody said a word about it. And they liked it. Yeah. yeah. Did, All right. Do you have a good relationship with your parents, though? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, they're getting up in age now, do, and, and definitely do, have a good relationship. But, but do you uh, ever yeah, do yeah. you ever ask them what the hell were you thinking? Oh my gosh, yes, many times. Uh, there's there's not a good answer. Here here's another one. Going back to the seventies, I'll just share one more really quick. Yeah, so, yeah, go please, ahead. Please, please, let's yeah, uh, talk yeah, about yeah. your childhood. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, get this off my chest, you know. So it's been Okay, Jeff, keep going on. Yeah, go, 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 ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, uh so uh we used to live out in the country and we would we would go through the drive through at say Burger King or uh or McDonald's and then on our way home we'd eat the food in the car and my brother and I would take turns rolling down the window and throwing all the garbage out onto the street. And it was like a big deal. Like, oh, man, I got to throw this out today. No, no, I'm going to throw it out today. Mom, come on, roll down yeah. the window. I'm going to throw it. Uh, is your dad still alive? Yeah. Can I yeah, hang out with alive. him one day? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, people like to hear these kind yeah. of things. Yeah, I used to give my kids joke cola in their bottles. Yeah, but, uh, that didn't good. work out too well. You know, Jeff, I could listen to your stories oh, yeah. of, uh, of yesteryear all day long, but yeah. there are other people actually trying to get on the show. All right, great. Um, I appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, Have a great you. day. You were, uh, okay. See, my childhood was based on a loosely based version of leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> The good part. Yeah, there was no good-looking hooker named Elizabeth Shue, though. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Roger. Roger. Roger, what's up? Oh, I was just going to... I was at the MGM show um, when Back in Black played. Yeah. Um, 
and they were talking about Infinities. Well, back in the day, the tour bus rolled in with Cheap Trick in the early 90s, and I was wondering if they were the band that was playing because they got up on stage and did some ACDC tunes with the band. I don't I so. honestly it, do not know. Question. It's a good question. No, no, I don't no, know. No. It'd be a question for them next time you, you, you Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, next that's time a, they come in town, that would be very cool. Yeah. All right, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Roger. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Paul from Granby. Hey, oh. Paul, what's up? Not much. I was going to say you guys did this um, news report about the bus uh, loosening its tires and wheels. Yeah, down in Connecticut. Yeah, I think you ought to send... Um, who is it, that Dan guy over there? I mean, if he can explain to a two-year-old why the bus wheels go round and round, and if they're defective, they should take the bus out of service, I think maybe they can explain that to the central maintenance garage. It should be that simple. This guy's got a problem with Dan, I think. Right? Yeah, he's he's got a, a it's a problem with, with the buses or the problem with Dan? No, the problem's with the bus. I no, mean, okay. it's that simple All right. that Dan can explain it. Oh, Maybe, uh, <laughs> people at the central maintenance job can figure it out. All, All right. right. Well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm sure Dan will be happy to know you have such uh, such confidence in him. All right, thank you. All right, Rock Somebody, Some guy has a problem with Dan Williams yeah, or something. I don't know why. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, ladies. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, right, Vince, Vince, what's up? Not much. Just wanted to say hi. Good morning. Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. Yeah. Are you here to do your weekly shout-outs and plug your business for absolutely oh, yeah. free on this show? Go ahead. Dude, you know it, brother. Yeah, Got to yeah, say what's yeah. up to my boys. Got to say uh, say hello to uh, Plimpton Hill Plumbing yeah. Supplies. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, I, my buddy Dan Allard, the GC. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Who else can I say what's up to? Everybody, man. Just saying what's up to everybody. What's oh, up? My neighbor heard me the other day. That was great. Right. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, Vince the Plumber just waving a hand, saying hello to everybody. Well, you there know? you go, Vince. I hope you have a great weekend. <laughs> you guys too. Bye. All right, there you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, uh, this is Andrew. What's up, Andrew? All right, Michael. Let me tell you something. Yeah. First is the Thunderbird. First is the Thunderbirds. Now it's the Bruins. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? You jinxed us again. I, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, one guy in Western Massachusetts is not jinxing anybody. Not a jinx. Oh, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't play to their potential. Now, it's not my fault. Don't blame me, pal. Uh, pal. Yeah. Not my fault. Like a quarter of their total season losses happened in the playoffs after you <laughs> open your big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. See, he does this with everything. Movies. He re- he spoils movies and he spoils uh, sports seasons I for everybody. Spo- I never spoiled any movies. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, you- hundreds. Yeah, well, he, I remember the one time he told me how the Sopran- the episode that I couldn't see of The Sopranos because I wasn't rich enough to afford HBO like the I big told, radio what host I, here was. What I and said I, to you was, yeah. and, and, and this was like the second to last episode, yeah. I said, I'm, I don't want to ruin this for you, yeah. so I'm not going to even bother telling you how Phil Leotardo dies in the, in the episode. But it ain't pretty. And I and I didn't. I didn't tell you anything. You told me that he died. I, I wanted tell you to how? see it myself. Oh, for crying you know, out loud. I'm with you, dude. This guy sucks. <laughs> don't they get like shot or something? I don't know. No, he got uh, run over by his own got, car. He got run over by his own vehicle. Oh, he after, he, it again. He, he got <laughs> shot, and then he got run over by his own car. Listen, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. Don't tell me how it ends. Oh, uh, don't worry. I will tell you a thing. They All get right. shot. 
Oh, oh man, no, get no, it no, no. Not me this time. Rock 102, good morning. <laughs> it's Bill from Southwick. Hey, what's Bill, up, what's up? I got three nature questions for you guys. Okay. Uh, okay. First one is, well, how do you turn a fox into a pit bull? How do you turn a fox into a pit bull? You marry her. Okay. The second one is, What's the difference between a BMW and a porcupine? I don't know. What's the B- difference between a BMW and a porcupine? The porcupine, or I'm sorry, the BMW, the bricks are always on the inside. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, qu- okay. the quills, I yeah, think you meant the to quills. Say. Yeah, 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 I think we do. Yeah, go ahead. What's right. the third one? And the last one is: Did you? You guys were talking about beavers earlier in the week. Did you hear the new uh, regulation about shooting beavers? No. They must be eaten. What? They what? Every beaver shot must be eaten. Okay, yeah, very good. I don't All even right, understand what he yeah, said I'm not, there. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Speaking of microaggressions. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who this is. There was a time when people would be candidates for jobs. would come in and they'd say, so where, where should we move in this area? And I would say, you know, East Long Meadows nice, West Springfield's nice, East Hampton is nice, but you know what? I'm crossing East Hampton off the list. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I called. Why did you call? <laughs> I called because of this whole concept of microaggression. Yeah. I personally, and I'll admit that I'm a former television news anchor who was narcissistic and thought everything was about me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think I feel microaggressions, and maybe not so micro, every time Steve Nagel says, fentanyl. Fentanyl. (laughs) That really grinds your gears, doesn't it, sir? I think that's why you're doing it, brother. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't know if you ever noticed, but sometimes Steve has a tendency to kind of poke the bear, Barry. (laughs) <laughs> and and, and listen, I, I I heard you used to be a legend around these parts. Yeah, well, I've, uh, I've sunk a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I I go back to the times when those flying dinosaurs. You know what they were, Steve? The pterodactyls. Yeah, t- pterodactyls. <laughs> and that's right after I take my in the morning. My Metamucil. <laughs> All right. Listen, Barry, go to the okay, window. doesn't really work. Listen, you, we don't have time, and besides, you got to go to the window to start yelling at the clouds outside, so you go ahead and do that. All right, my brother. All right. <laughs> Good oh, the, to talk to you. Good to talk there to you. There you go. Oh, they're always great to talk to the great Barry Creek. What a way to How send things that? out yeah. on Open Line <laughs> Friday, huh? What a very... Uh, you know, the funny thing is we talk about all these controversial topics... And people only want to call up and complain about Dan Williams. <laughs> you know what my complaint about Dan Williams is? What? It's like old man hot in this studio every day because he turns the thermostat up to 77. It's like that, oh, I can't breathe. I don't want to turn the air on. I'm too cold. I am not going to sit here and have you badmouth uh, bad my about dear him. friend Dan Williams. I'm just observing. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Fabricators.com. It's 828 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 
Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like tired. I, I here's the thing. Here's what I did last night. I go to the uh, the Gary Rome event, which yeah. was lovely, by the way. Sure. And then uh, and I stopped because now I got this comedy bug back in me. Mm-hmm. I, after doing that show last week, I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe I can uh, fine tune this a little bit and uh, do a little practice. So I stopped at the Nook last night okay. in Westfield on the way home. Uh, by the way, the owner, Kevin, very nice guy, wants you to come in and take a look at his albums that he's got over there. Sure. Yeah, love to. You should do that. Yeah. What a cool place. I didn't know they had a back room to that place because anytime I had been in there when it was the Nook when you you know you'd see uh, people crawling out of there at ten o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like God's flashlight just hit them in the face with the sun, right? Right. Uh, yeah, so I go, I, I'm I'm in there, and uh, they have a back room which is really really cool, and they have an open mic comedy thing every Thursday night up there. It's ah. run by it's, I don't know if it's open mic or more of like a you have to like let them know that you want to perform there. Okay. But uh, what a cool crowd! Uh, it's Joe Buddha's uh, comedy uh, night there. Uh, pretty, pretty cool setup in there, and I, I can't wait to go back and try to try to do some material. So, do you would you watch uh, some of the the, the show? Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched probably about fifteen minutes of the show. I saw two different comedians that uh, came up, very funny guys, uh, not even from around here. One guy was from out east, and the other guy was from New Haven. Yeah, sign up for it is uh, is at six o'clock. Okay. So, you know, next time around, you sign up early, and then you go to another Gary Rome event, come back, and there you go. Well, yeah. By the time the Gary Rome event is over, uh, the comedy show yeah. starts. It'll be, uh, it'll be your time. You but, can do five uh, five good minutes to get flashed by the light, and you're good. I just, I like this, I like the fact that comedy is making a comeback in the area, and people are actually going out and seeing the shows. When we did open mics years ago, you'd have the same 10 people that were there the previous week in the bar. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't there for the comedy. That's Those were just the regulars at the bar. Yeah, and, and then you'd try to pick on those patrons, and then they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm just here to have a drink. I'm not here to get ridiculed for. The good old days are when the only people yeah. in the bar were the other comics. So uh, they weren't even actual. They weren't actual customers. Yeah, so that I'm was look, it. I'm looking forward to going back out there someday. Very cool. Very very cool. We have uh, news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass news. Three. The Baxson Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield. Today, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Rejoice! The Springfield Symphony Orchestra and the local musicians' union have reached a long-awaited agreement which promises two more years of concerts in Springfield. Two full years! Yeah. Settling a long-time labor dispute, the Springfield Symphony Orchestra and local musicians' union have reached a two-year collective bargaining agreement. It's something that will guarantee concerts at Springfield Symphony Hall. Under the new labor agreement, six classical concerts and two pop concerts will mean a minimum of eight concerts over the two upcoming seasons. The contract also calls for 64 musicians at each concert who will receive a raise over each of those two years. Well, if these folks can do it, why can't the town of South Hadley do it with mm. the firefighters? Yeah, but, you know, like a symphony orchestra is a little bit more important than a fire, you know, a, you know the fire division. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of South Hadley, yeah, real quick, uh, I can't uh, reveal what I know yet, but mm-hmm. there is some pretty damning allegations coming out of that uh, town, and uh, I'm sure that will probably develop over the weekend. I can't tell you about it now because I need more information. Yeah, that's. I mean, I you, you kind yeah. of explain what's going on, and it's uh, it is damning. But until we have like a another source of that yeah, information, yeah, I'd be a need... little hesitant to just jump on top of it uh, because uh, I've gotten multiple messages now. 
of of, of this, that of this particular uh, incident. So wow. uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, Springfield Symphony Orchestra president and CEO Paul Lambert said this creates a feeling of optimism for the future. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's good. Well, you want to keep that stuff in the city of Springfield. You don't want to have not have music concerts like that. You know, I uh, what I don't know is uh, what do those guys get paid? As a musician in a symphony orchestra, even one as small as uh, as Springfield, well, I don't even know what the. Let's just say I I uh, was the oboe player. What does an oboe player get? Symphony uh, musician make. How much does a symphony musician make? You're talking uh, Massachusetts. The average annual salary of an orchestra musician is fifty three thousand dollars. Livable wage, I yeah, guess. I mean, it's you know. I'm sure you have to have a side hustle. You probably do. You know. Um, I mean, you're selling like a, I don't know, Bitcoin, uh, new skin products. What are you doing? Fifty three grand is not a lot of money. Like you, they, you that used to be a lot of money. Yeah, like it ain't, twenty it, years ago. It ain't, uh, I mean, sure, there are plenty of people that love to make fifty grand, but it's like you know, you think about taxes and everything else. But there's there's rehearsal time. There's uh, you know rehearsal space that you may have to rent because you know, you just, I mean, you can't just play tuba in your apartment and not expect the neighbors to complain. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're going to rehearse, guy may have to rent some space out. Believe I don't want to live above a guy who's playing the tuba or a bass drum. Listen, I, uh, uh, I, I have this experience firsthand. I have a band student that lives in my home. It's my kid. Yeah, it's but it's not but, like it's but, some but, random band student. But you're never going to. You're never going to evict that kid because you know, right. they're not very. What the, what instrument are they playing? It's the it's the saxophone, and Sax. she's actually pretty good on it. She can, uh, you know, the, she can play that uh, careless whisper uh, thing. Oh, me. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, or uh, a little bit of Baker Street, a little bit. The the solo part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm still, but, I'm still but, on the Baker Street. But in order to get to that point, I had to listen to all of the, you know, uh, the progress being made in order to get to that level. You know, when I was a when I was a youngster mm-hmm. playing drums for the very first time, yeah, you know, my parents made the mistake of buying of getting me drums for Christmas, and uh, you know, when you first play, you know, you're not good. There's just you're just you're just not good. And I was told that uh, it would set the drums upstairs, okay, in my room. But I had to close the door in my room, and there was a hallway upstairs. You could close that door, too. And that would muffle the sound enough for people to live in the house and yeah. operate uh, their business. And, of course, you know, we still had neighbors, too, who could hear it, uh, you know, from almost like a third of a mile away. Yeah. So I kind of understand and can relate what it must be like to be living with that sort of uh, noise. So it's like I'm uh, I'm very mindful. Like when I decide to play the drums, about you know who's around, you know what time of day am I playing? You know, am I, am I pissing ev- off everybody, or am I just pissing off a few people? Probably everybody. Yeah, maybe. I would I would imagine everybody. Oh yeah, because I'm not as good as I used to be. That's for damn sure. And I wasn't that good to begin with. Listen, I was gonna say I saw you perform like five years ago. You weren't that great. Yeah, I know. I listen. Yeah. I told you uh, don't uh, don't have big expectations. Oh, listen to this. Uh, I hate this song. What are you talking about? It's a great song. This is an awful song. It's a great one. No, it's not. Okay, but can you? But your kid can almost play this. Yeah, but here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
No, not yet. It's the only reason it's tolerable to listen to because my kid does it. If my kid didn't do it, I wouldn't care. Great song, man. I don't care he, how you uh, play it. From Steelers Wheel. He was. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty. Or, yeah. Well, hey. And all of his other big hits. Uh, Springfield police recovered drugs at a Belmont Avenue apartment on Tuesday morning. According to the department, uh, Warenex Cabrera Guzman. I've never heard that one. Warenex? Yeah, I've never heard that one. Yeah, well, that's a family name. Uh, was suspected of distributing heroin and fentanyl. Barry is going to come over here with a sock full of wood nails and beat you senseless. No, he's yelling at the clouds. He doesn't have time to come over here. (laughs) You know what? He doesn't even know we hung up the phone. He's still talking. He's still complaining. He's just talking to the clouds. (laughs) I don't like the way they say that word fentanyl. Uh, officials searched the apartment around 5 a.m. They found 223 grams of uh, both fentanyl, heroin, and a bad a bad of crack cocaine. I think they mean a bag. No, I think it says a bad of crack cocaine. All right. Well, they didn't check that. I believe it's a bag. Uh, what's the good of crack cocaine? <laughs> I don't know any good that came out of crack cocaine. After the search, uh, officers arrested uh, Guzman, uh, 21-year-old Alvin Cabrera, and 24-year-old Jose Quinones. The three uh, Springfield men are facing charges of trafficking a Class A drug over 200 grams, and Cabrera Guzman will be uh, facing an additional charge of a possession of a Class B drug. Wow. 5 a.m. wake-up call. I know. You know, we- It's a shame that these things are happening in such a nice neighborhood like Belmont Avenue. Listen, listen, uh, officers, well, our drug den is open between the hours of noon and 2 a.m. Between <laughs> the hours of 2 a.m. and noon, I'm trying to get beauty rest. I have a white noise machine going on in the background. I need my sleep. I'm doing sleep meditation through the Calm app. Matter of fact, Michael Buble just read me a bedtime story the other night. <laughs> It was better than the Harry Styles one. I bet it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're going to have to come back. We are not open for arrests uh, quite yet, but uh, our drug dealers will see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Please come again. Yeah. Or you can take a seat and uh, grab a number, and they will be with you shortly. Uh, excitement is building in Western Massachusetts for many who plan to witness world history in the making on Saturday with the coronation of King Charles III. I'm going to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning watching the whole thing, said uh, Deborah Maggio with Brits R Us in Northampton. On Saturday, people around the world will tune in to watch the coronation. The British royal crowning ritual dates back thousands of years, but the last one was 70 years ago for the new king's mother, Queen Elizabeth II. She died? She died. You didn't know that? Yeah, it's news to me. Uh, a lot of people coming in buying stuff to have tea parties, parties and stuff to sit and watch. It means uh, scones uh, uh, with clotted cream and jams and cups of tea, added Alan Greaves, owner of Brits R Us. Uh, Greaves uh, told us that uh, customers have traveled from out of state to buy supplies for coronation parties. This guy, you know what? That's a good idea for a business. Yeah. You, you get people who don't, you know, that are, that are you know, uh, 
you come over here for work visas or people who have uh, you know transplanted to become citizens of the United States, but sure. they still miss England and they still miss all the things. You come to the Brits R Us and you get all the British stuff there. Well, you know, uh, that's great, but uh, you know, there's, there's only so many big royal events that happen. I, I want to go to this place. Which one? This Brits R Us. Where is it? It's in Northampton. I don't know where exactly it is. Uh, he said, yesterday I had a lady come up from New Haven to buy stuff for a party that she was having. And just last week, there was a big black bear that walked in on its way to the courthouse. Yes. Hello. Hey, my big black bear. Could you give me some clotted cream <laughs> with honey and jam? And put them in this picnic basket. And uh, some marmalade for my friend Paddington over here. You Jody British honey. Uh, no, I'd like to go. You know, I, I want to go to one of these places because uh, it sounds like he's got food there. Like, you know, provi- not provisional stuff, but like, uh, you know, things that you can buy in England. Yeah. But I'm actually wondering if they have the items like um, I got a friend of mine who's who's from like Manchester and England. No Hampshire. No, the actual England. And uh, he Manchester, Connecticut. He said everything tastes different over there. It's the same products, but it's it's made with different ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like Pringles, for example, they're not made with whatever kind of oil they're made with here that we use for food. We processing. Have, well, because we have different standards of processing. Right. Yeah. But I've been told that products overseas, because we don't have, they don't have the, uh, they don't let you put in all those chemical craps to some of the foods over there. Right. That it tastes a lot better. And I'd like, well, to, I'd in, like to try that. It's interesting because a, a lot of uh, British cuisine is usually boiled beyond recognition until the point where all the flavor has been knocked out of it. Is that, uh, I thought that was more of an Irish thing. Where do you think the Irish learned it from? What about, uh, what is it, legs and eggs or what's a... Uh, 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 is it uh, bangers and mash? Bangers and mash, which is basically the British version of legs and eggs. Pretty much, it's yeah. A strip club. You go to you go to a strip club in England. I'll have the bangers and mash, please. <laughs> you do that in this country, yeah. And you, you know what? You don't want to see what you get. I went over to England and asked for that, and I still came out hungry an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of sixty-two. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of seventy-one. It's forty-seven right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, yeah. Signing up for a Massachusetts. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851, and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. You uh, you already heard us announce the uh, the keyword to cash. Uh, it could be worth $1,000. Dan Williams will announce it again at 11 and then 2 and 5 o'clock today. Listen for your $1,000 keyword to cash and then enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1,000 big ones. Play every weekday for your increased chance of winning. It's uh, all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com, Kim Keogh, the Nielsen team, Livian, Keller Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All righty then. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yep. Hey, uh, just to look, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't normally uh, do this where I, uh, I I pander a little bit uh, for my own personal uh, things. But no, I've never heard you do that. We are, uh, you know, I got this uh, this camper, right? Yeah. Up in Vermont. Well, we have an opportunity to move that camper to uh, to New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. you know, near the beach. Yeah. A lot of activity, a lot of uh, civilization. Mm-hmm. I am uh, I am trying to take uh, it all in by having someone who can tow this thing 
from southern Vermont to New Hampshire. Yeah. Finding that a lot of uh, tow companies, which would be perfect for this, don't do this kind of work. Okay. Which I thought was need? kind of weird. What do you weird. need? Like a tractor trailer? No, it's a it's a fifth wheel. If you got like a like a, I'm not looking for a guy with a truck. I'm looking for like a professional to do this because it's not like the easiest thing to do. It's coming off a mountain and that kind of thing. So you know, I'm looking for someone who has a legitimate towing business to tow a fifth wheel to uh, New Hampshire. And if somebody uh, has uh, an idea, they can email me at backs at rock102.com. I would very much appreciate, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of uh, choices. Recommendations. Here. Yeah, because uh, I've had volunteers because I've had uh, some that were very expensive and I have some that were uh, surprisingly low and I'm questioning their integrity. So I'm looking for something here, but uh, is going to give me a better indication of what I'm really looking at. That's yeah. what I need. All right. OK, so Southern Vermont. To Seabrook, New Hampshire. Looking for something that can help me out. That's I'll, uh, I'll do it. I'll, uh, can I lock that thing in my minivan? I don't think you can, you Steve. Can't? No, I don't think you can. And, a fifth and wheel on my minivan? I don't think you can do that. I mean, maybe in your truck, but I'm not even sure your truck is powerful enough to handle all it's got to give. It's a Ford. It wouldn't even make it past uh, Seabrook, or wouldn't even make it... Wouldn't make it past the state line. Right, right, yeah, right. No, I get it. I get it. So, again, if you, uh, if you are in that business, and I am looking for a, a professional... Uh, backs at rock102.com. That would be very helpful to me and my family. You need a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking for a freebie here. You know, I'm looking to pay, but I'm looking to pay you know a reasonable price. Yeah, and that's uh, and I'm finding that the, there's a very broad interpretation of what is considered to be reasonable. So like fifteen, sixteen thousand. That would be a that's little your, bit more than I want to pay. Is that within your budget? That's <laughs> that's a little bit more than than I can uh, spare. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a costly thing sometimes, depending, I guess, uh, you know, what the logistics are. But I mean, you're towing a camper. Well, I'm towing a camper. It's ultimately it's money well spent. Yeah. But you know, we're we're looking to move it, and uh, you know, this is not something that I could do with my vehicle. You could. So why don't you buy a pickup truck and put a fifth wheel in it yourself? Jesus, and then... what, do, what do I look like? I'm made of money over here. I've got a finite number of bucks I can spend on this thing. I'm just saying, you'll have the truck forever. Yeah, it, no, I, I know it, that. You, you'll pay it off by the time those three thousand days before you retire uh, yeah. come in. Well, here's here's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm not a professional truck driver. You know, I, I don't. If I hook this thing up, I would have to find a way. To uh to get it off the property and then uh down a mountain and then you know another 140 miles to uh New Hampshire, uh I haven't done a lot of trailer work uh in my uh, in my professional life so it I I don't know that would be the right guy to do that job even if I had a truck powerful enough to tow it you know what I was I'm obviously joking about you buying a truck because. Have you seen the prices of these things lately? Yeah, that's why I'm saying. You know, you, that, that's why I'm saying I'm not made of money. You're probably looking at a uh, like a like a like if you were doing a Ford, a two fifty, like a the second one up from like what mine is. Yeah, because you got to have that fifth wheel thing in the back there. Those things are like a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, it's that's, ridiculous. That's, I know. It's I know. insane. It's outrageous. Yeah, I, it is. But that's but there are people who uh, who are out there. Who do it and and do it professionally and do it right? This thing, I you know, I want this thing done correctly. All right. Uh, so what what uh, what kind of bonus are you offering? A twelve pack of Keystone Light to go with it? Uh, are you offering any kind of maybe uh, 
maybe food, cured meats, uh, no, cheeses. Uh, I am. I would be willing to offer you <clears throat> one free Bax and Nagel T-shirt. Shut the front door. I if you don't get offers knocking down your uh, knocking down your door this morning, right? <laughs> you're gonna be yeah, yeah, uh, right. yeah. That's what I'm uh, talking about. That's what Again, I'm talking about. Backs at rock102.com. That would be uh, the best way to get a hold of me. Well, there you go. I hope you find your fifth well, wheel. Thank you, Steve. It's uh, eight fifty-seven. We didn't do very well with a third one. No. <laughs> Yeah, that third one was kind of dragging, yeah, us, yeah, dragging yeah. us into the ground. Yeah. It's uh, 857. New Hampshire. <laughs> Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to know, what would you say 